Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, my friends. It is time for DFS First Sip by DrRoto.com, your daily prescription for fantasy sports. I am Johnny Danger with me, of course, Mr. Chris Emmerich, the League of Legends legend. Did pretty well at Worlds this week, my man. Yeah, yeah, I was I was feeling pretty down after uh, what was it like day one? I've had just nothing but losing slates. Lost two of my three King of the Rift uh, entries that day. Managed to sneak one through, and uh, yeah, just was just overall not feeling wonderful about it. That's why I haven't seen any content. Haven't felt like uh, haven't felt up to it. I had to correct the ship, and and boy did I ever. Uh, Heck yeah. yeah. Tied for first uh, in the 555 Dragon. That was nice 30-some takedown. And then uh, that last spot for King of the Rift ended up getting into the finals and, and taking third today for 15 grand. So uh, 0.14 points away from 25 and like five or six away from 50. But, hey, you know, you can't you can't win two days in a row. I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think they stack it up against you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Well, man, uh, we had an interesting week in football last week. Um, I don't know. My season-long leagues went really well. My DFS leagues did the same, like, you know, win 60% of my buy-ins back. That's about it. Um, I feel like we keep getting a lot of really great plays. Just got to get them all on the same lineup. Are we going to fix that this week? That's the question. Yeah, I don't think it was so much that. I, for me, it was just being able to leverage any of those low-owned kind of uh, sleeper plays that people weren't on. Um, it, it just they didn't hit the same way even when they smashed, just because there was so much chalk that smashed. And the you know Alexander Madison last minute uh, starting over Dalvin Cook, who was ruled inactive, and then you had him smash. You had Derrick Henry. You know, smashed with three touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 20-plus ownership, just absolutely smashed. Get all of the targets for Green Bay. And you just you just had a chalk fest. So, you know, you definitely still needed things like, you know, Tom Brady with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. You still needed things like the pivot from Keenan Allen over to Mike Williams. But, you know, that 3% Nick Chubb at 6,500 just it, it it didn't it didn't move the needle the same way. Yeah, man, Chubb, whew, we were rooting hard for him, weren't we? We really were. Yeah, I mean, I, I think almost everything. The the only play that I really kind of targeted, whether it be in my articles or on any of the content that was created, was really the tight ends. And I you know I said it very early in the week that I thought it was just a a terrible week for tight ends, and and it proved to be true. Uh, but Zach Ertz was especially terrible, so. It was what it was, but, you know, on to week six, on to uh, Ronda Cincinnati. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everyone against the Lions. Is that the new new game? I guess not new game, right? Same old game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not so much. I mean, I just, you know, on to Cincinnati is a common tagline. It's one of the first games. It's a one o'clock game. So I guess that's kind of where we can start, you know? All right, well, let's look over there, shall we? I mean, you know me. I'll play against the Lions any day, any week. It's always my favorite thing. Um, I don't know how I really feel about stacking this game. Um, obviously, if you look through the running backs here, you can see Joe Mixon still banged up. Um, you got P. Ryan with a positive COVID-19 test. Since he was actually positive, he probably won't make it. Makes Chris Evans an interesting 
play, maybe, but I mean, Mixon played what almost thirty percent of snaps last week. I I expect him to play a little more. Um, yeah, I mean that's something to monitor, and that's you know the question that I have here. I feel like Mixon's going to be popular, and I don't necessarily think that that's the right play, even if he's a full go in some of these practices. I I, I have to assume that like they're going to limit his carries to some extent, like they did last week, and. I don't know if they're going to necessarily need to like lean on him against Detroit. The the biggest play that I'm kind of interested in here is just, you know, Jamar Chase. He's has this unsustainable kind of touchdown uh, rate going right now. There should be some regression, but like at 6,700 uh, against the secondary of the Lions, it's a real tasty spot because they do seem to have some chemistry, him and Burrow. Um but also, you know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, both really inexpensive, good matchup. Again, this is kind of just like the Green Bay uh, Bengals game. I don't want to go all out and stack this game, but I do like one or two pieces. So um, I think you can do that. You can do it with Swift uh, on the other side of Detroit. Um, yeah, and I guess we got to kind of monitor the health situation of T.J. Hawkinson, but I, I suppose he's probably going to start. I, I think he's just going to have that Q tag on him, like, I don't know, the rest of the season. Yeah, right. Um, you've got, you know, CJ Uzuma, obviously huge week, two weeks ago against Jacksonville. Uh, more of a fluke, I think. They've got all their wide receivers back. I'm not really interested. Detroit historically hasn't been great against tight ends. But, yeah, I think it's the three wide receivers for me, Chase, Boyd, Higgins. I'm going to mix those guys in, probably mix a little bit of Swift in in this game. I, I really have no interest a whole lot in the Lions. They also lost their starting center for the year. So they're just, you know, from from bad to worse. Yeah, I mean, Swift is still running, you know, uh, 20 routes last week, 30 the week before, uh, playing 75% of the snaps and getting a lot of the high-value opportunities inside, you know, the 10, the 5, uh, those goal line touches and has a, a role in the passing game. So he's kind of the run back to correlate with Chase um, because while he's a running back, he's, he's utilized as kind of an – like an accessory receiver as well as a running back. So, yeah, I can get behind it. Let's move on. Let's go, um, I don't know, let's move over and go to, um, where's the Miami game? Is it not on there? No, it's no, a London game. In London, aren't they? Darn it. I just wanted to talk about Gaskin because, um, you know, we've been saying for a couple of weeks now that it wasn't he their best player last year. Why do they hate him? What, what, a, you know, What's the deal? Well, he kind of blew up, so but he's not on the slate, so never mind. I won't yeah, I mean, uh, I will say that he blew up, but it, it wasn't as if his usage was all that different than what it was. I mean, it was the 10 targets as opposed to like six the week before and the fact that two of them ended up being touchdowns. Um, he still only ran the ball five times. Um, right. So it's <laughs> – and again, they were playing Tampa, which ends up being that, but uh, I – I don't know. I just don't expect that to continue. If you have them in season long, I might try and just uh, move off of them, sell them, sell them high while you can, because you might not get another sure. day like this. Nope. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about Kansas city going to Washington. Then uh, six and a half point favorites are the road team right now. Uh, Washington's defense just has not been great. Uh, it, it seems like Kansas city is getting a little banged up. Um, Hill is getting to a point where I don't know if I can pay that price for him. Probably can. But yeah, what are you higher. talking about? You you can't you can't pay a price <laughs> for a guy that can go for forty or fifty points but on any given week. What I'm more interested though is seeing Travis Kelsey dip down to seven grand. 
Yeah, that is a that's a nice price, but you know, and, and I think you pick one or the two of them, or you pick them both. And just in this situation, it's uh, I guess the, the knee injury with Tyreek Hill isn't of any concern, but this secondary for the 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 football team has been absolutely atrocious, the worst I think in the NFL. Um, and obviously, we know that this passing attack for the Chiefs is, you know, obviously one of the best for a lot of reasons. So I'm really interested in. You know, stacking up this game the best that I can. The Chiefs' defense has not been good, so I have no problem. You know, putting Antonio Gibson or Terry McLaren, um, Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah, Ricky Seals Jones. Absolutely, there were several passes uh, that were broken up to him, so they don't show up in the box score. One was in the end zone, uh, and that's just what you're going to get with Heineke. He's not the uh, laser focused, laser accurate guy, but he will sling the ball and throw it to him, and he's going to get it out to to Ricky Seals Jones. So I mean, um, I like all those pieces. Eight targets last week and they yeah. only raised his price to 3000. So Absolutely, man. He played 100% of the snaps. He ran 36 routes. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a team that's always just going to be behind. It's just, you know, one of the things that we call in the subscriber Discord uh on the show is and, and you'll remember it because mm-hmm. it, we talked about it. I said, "Look, uh over on FanDuel, I think you need to find a way to put like Marquez Galloway. You need to find Dante Harris. These guys need to get into your lineup because they're both uh, really good possibilities for long touchdowns. And they both did. They both did. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think you play all the guys here. So is this a, um, I mean, I kind of like starting with Heineke. I mean, 5,800. It's kind of a no-brainer almost. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Quarterback fantasy points allowed. Kansas City is number one. I mean, they have played like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and sure. a couple other people sure. that really do skew that. And it's something that I preach, so I'm not going to fall into this is we need context behind those numbers. Uh, but Heineke has produced every single week. Uh, sure, but can you get 24, 25 points out of them for 5,800? That's great. Yeah, I mean, he had a down late week last week at, at 12, but I think what he actually opens up is you can build the lineup with Heineke, uh, go ahead and then stack somebody like Terry McLaren, and then put both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in that lineup with him, and you're getting some you know, massive exposure right to the game. So It's on the screen right now if you want to look at that. Um, leaves, you, leaves you only 4,300 for the rest of your lineup uh, on average. So you're going to have to kind of get into some um, bargain running backs probably at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, your defense is going to bump that up. You get a cheap mm-hmm. flex, cheap wide receiver. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there is some value today for the uh, tight end or for the running back position. Mm-hmm. So, Well, we'll talk about it when we get to a few of those. But, yeah, I, I – I don't know, you know, I'm going to play my one main lineup in our in our weekly competition. I don't know if this is a build I'll go with, but uh, I definitely will have pieces from this game. Definitely. Absolutely. It's hard not to. Yeah, definitely. So uh, where do we want to go next? Where do we want to go next? Let's go over to uh, Minnesota heading to the Carolina Panthers, 46 points. Uh, the Vikings just a slim one-point favorite as the away team. Okay. Slide over one, boom, and a boom. There you go. So these were two teams that we looked at earlier in the season as you know, kind of just shootout 
spots. I mean, the the Vikings just seemingly week after week were involved in them. Carolina looked fantastic. Sam Darnold to DJ Moore was just outstanding. And then the last two weeks happened. Not so much for the Panthers. It was just last week. But uh, the Vikings have been involved in two low-scoring games, one against Detroit or, or relatively low-scoring. Um, now we come here, 45 total. I, I like this as a, as a possible game stack. I think we can go back to it. We've seen both of these teams you know, be in these shootouts, and they just haven't. And this is kind of that, you know, buy low type of mentality that we're trying to take every single week and, and exploiting recency bias and leverage and ownership. And um, I think guys like Justin Jefferson have shown that even in these low scoring affairs that he can be somebody that puts up a lot of points, even in tough matchups. And uh, I expect a bounce back week from DJ Moore. And at some point, I think, you know, Robbie Anderson probably has to, have some type of week at some point. This is like this is vintage Robbie Anderson, though. Like people forget that this is just, this is just what he does. He mm-hmm. he disappears for weeks on end, and he's going to have an explosion for two or three weeks. And um, well, they're they're begging us, they're daring us to play him at forty eight hundred. Yeah, I mean, look, he's going to explode. Is it this week? I don't know. It could be. It, it might be. But he is going to explode for you know twenty five to thirty fantasy points. It's going to happen. And it might even happen two to three weeks in a row. And then he's just going to disappear for the rest of the year. So um, I like this spot as good as any. Uh, This is definitely a game I have circled to look into a little bit deeper. Um, Any sense at all early on um, on Delvin Cook? Um, He seemed like he was kind of trending positive last week, and then they just pulled him. Uh, I mean, again, it's something we circle and we come back to. Uh It's the same thing with McCaffrey. Like, we don't need to make those decisions right now. No, definitely not. But obviously, Madison has proven he's just fine if it's his backfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So circle back to that. Um, Conklin, any interest in Conklin this week? They've got him back down to the low 3,000s. Um, he has been kind of unproductive. I have no idea, Danger. It's just really going to depend on on what like the leverage in different places come sure. from. So show, show that's what we do Wednesdays. I don't tell I don't you if I have interest. I said, we'll circle the game, circle come back to it. We'll talk about it. Circle we'll look game. in deeper. We don't need to go over every single player. All right. So Indianapolis is going to host the Texans. Uh, the Colts are nine and a half point favorites, but only a 43 uh, game total. Are the Colts more like they were last week? Or are they more like the Owen four team they started like? Well, we got a free square. Uh, T.Y. Hilton against the Texans is just something that you do, and T.Y. Hilton will be back. Mm-hmm. It's forty-one hundred. Um, I think that, like, kind of, I, I don't think we need to overreact to it, but I, I do have concerns about Michael Pittman, whose price has raised at fifty-five hundred. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know coming off of that big Monday night game where he scored twenty-one fantasy points. Um, if that's going to affect his target share. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess the most interesting thing is just on the basis of the fact that you're almost a 10 point favorite here for Indianapolis is probably Jonathan Taylor. I mean, just play Jonathan Taylor and kind of go with it. Right. Maybe the Colts defense. What's the Colts defense cost? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. 3,500 is not expensive for a team that gets sacks, forces turnovers. I think they've created a fumble in every single game so far this year. Um, yeah, I mean that's 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 probably where uh, I would expect I to like, land. Uh, Cooks has completely disappeared for the last two weeks. Maybe a bounce back for him. 
Yeah, real buy low spot for him too at fifty eight hundred. Um, I mean, he put up three straight twenty point plus weeks and then disappeared. So he's got the capability. He's the only talent on the offense. Hasn't been getting as many targets, but uh, still has been involved. He just hasn't, you know, he, look, he wasn't going to get 12 targets a game, catch 10 balls and go for 200,000 or 200, <laughs> uh, 2,000 yards on the season. So uh, these these dips are to be expected. I, I, I like that call, though. I, I think that he's going to have super low ownership. I mean, he was only 3% last week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all in there. All in. I mean, not all in, but you know, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. interested. All right, let's move over to New York Giants uh, versus the Rams. Uh, let's see here. The Rams, 10-point road favorites, 48 and a half. Uh, the Giants will get a little piece back. I believe Sterling Shepard is probably going to play. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, there's concern as, like, what, what kind of health does he have? Um, and why would they rush him back? Uh, I mean, Kadarius Tony looks like a stud. Way, raised his price like astronomically up 1600 to 56 uh but look dude the guy is getting massive targets and I, it almost anybody in that offense is getting massive targets out of the slot but the problem is we don't have daniel jones anymore who for all the all the things that we say about him and think about him or perceive about him uh has been pretty good this year and you know what's really funny is i i was listening to uh our show from like a year ago um I just skip around to different parts of it. And I don't even know how the conversation came, but basically what I said was this to you. You, you said something to me and I was responding and I was like, look, danger. It's kind of like when you're, when you wake up in the middle of the night, right. And you have to go to the bathroom and you're drunk and you know, in your own bedroom, it's not a big deal. You can navigate it. You can get there. You can take a piss. It's not a problem. No big deal. But if you're at a hotel, it's treacherous because, like, you don't know the layout. You don't know what's <laughs> going on. It's not familiar. You could stub your toe. Uh, you could fall, and a lot of things happen. Uh, and Daniel Jones is that familiarity to you. He is where you want to pee. And, like, I don't understand the concept. Like, maybe I should go back and listen to the, the, what brought it to that. Uh, but that's where I stopped. I, I just hit that little clip. Uh, it's a little, literally, like, 30 minutes ago. So, so I thought I would share that story. Uh, I don't know if I'm really interested much in this game. It's a 10 point thing. Again, uh, the Rams are going to the East coast, but maybe, <laughs> maybe Darrell Henderson, like at 6,000 seems like a really, really sexy play. Yeah. I like him a lot. He's pretty much the only thing I'm looking at here. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I like to go right back to woods. I don't think that um, 6,100 is enough to get me off playing him another time. Yeah, I yeah, the thing to monitor is like what, what is Cooper Cup's ownership going to be? Is Robert Woods' ownership going to kind of creep up there? I mean, I would imagine Woods is higher owned at sixty one hundred now that we've actually seen him do something, and Cup will probably take a little bit of a hit. Is it enough of a hit to you know get up to that seventy nine hundred? I don't know. We'll see. Right. Yeah, I'm monitoring Shepard. It's an interesting play for me, but I, I like Henderson the most. A little bit of Woods, but I think yeah, ownership might be outrageous might be outrageous for him very well maybe let's keep moving on let's go to the chargers heading to baltimore what do you say about that um i think you can always play the chargers what they've proven in these difficult matchups i mean look uh, the browns have been a, a pretty good defense for the most part and Chargers lit them up. I mean, the Chargers got lit up too, but 
Mike Williams is a premier wide receiver. If he can stay healthy, like, can you imagine? Like, if he stays healthy, there's a very real possibility Mike Williams is a, not only a wide receiver one, but the wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, Man, didn't we want that last year? I feel like we played him every single week. Yeah, you want it every year. You want it every year. This is just the year where it's becoming a reality because instead of Phillip Rivers, you've got Justin Herbert, who is just an absolute stud. Um, I don't know they've raised his price and I don't know where that ownership's going to lie in this. This is another one that, you know, I can't wait to kind of button down and figure out because you've got Mike Williams, you've got Keenan Allen. They lowered his price, but 64, you know, he's just, they're begging you to play him too. Like you could play a little Robbie Anderson. You could play a little Keenan Allen, super cheap. And I mean, he's still got nine targets, caught six of those balls for 75 yards. I've always said he doesn't have the same, touchdown equity per se that like a Mike Williams does, especially with Mike Williams being Mike Williams. But the guy scores a ton of touchdowns. He just hasn't this year. He's got one touchdown against the Chiefs. So I I think he's kind of due. And I just wonder how the public is going to react to two relatively down games where the opportunity was there. The other guy that I love, and, you know, I've been the biggest proponent when all the haters were, were telling you that, you didn't want to do it. Uh, look, it's it's Marquise Brown, man. The haters will try and tell you Marquise Brown, you, you don't play him, but you, you play him, man. You well, play him. You were a hater once. I was. I was. And then he started like, catching like the three ball. Three weeks ago. No, I wasn't. That's <laughs> not true. That's not true. I, w- I think I was the only guy in the Discord that was like, yeah, I mean, Marquise Brown for Allen Robinson, I think it's a pretty fair trade, to be honest with you. I, I might actually. I, I think the other guy probably – I think I'd rather take Marquise Brown, to be quite honest. You know, it hurts my feelings, though, to look at this game log and just see how dominant the guy has been and then the giant goose egg he laid in Detroit. <laughs> it just it hurts me. It hurts me. Ugh. I mean, that's the only reason he's still 5,900. He should be probably like 7,000. If he scored those three touchdowns against Detroit, he probably would have been, right? Yeah, he'd have he'd have an over 20-point in average week. I mean, it's – Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's at 21 nine now with that eight point week. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So So, yeah, um, man, I mean him at 59 and Keenan Allen at 64, that's a really interesting mini stack. And, and then I'm assuming that the pricing came out prior to that Monday night game. So you see Mark Andrews still at 5,200. I mean, he's going to be the chalk at tight end. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's the wrong thing at 5,200. It's a great price. Yeah, he's not going to get 13 targets, but he might, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. 5,200 is super attractive. This could be a very uh, chalky game stack, but you know, we'll have pieces. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have pieces. All right. Last early game, we got the Packers heading to Chicago. Um, yeah. Where is that? Here it is. Click, click. What do you think here, man? I mean, Justin Fields, he's not good. <laughs> um, I mean, he's looked a little bit better, but he's not good from a fantasy perspective. His price right now at 5,100. The problem for me is that he just doesn't run the ball. Like there, we, And we've talked about this, but he just doesn't possess the rushing upside that people try and, and make him out to. And so until that time, you know, that 5,100 price tag is still difficult for him to really achieve a, a massive ceiling. Now, look, if this guy can rip off a 40 or 50-yard run or 40, 50-yard a game 
then he doesn't have 50 yard rushing on the season yet. Yeah, I mean, look, his <laughs> his his rushing upside is really you know inside the 10. Like he can run the ball in for a touchdown, but he's not going to tuck the ball down, you know, in between the twenties and and go get you ten yards. So I don't know that, that he has a coaching staff that's creative enough to give him those opportunities. Well, you're not creating those. He's just not doing it even on broken plays. But I mean, this game is just—I don't know. You play play Damian Williams. I guess you could take a, a stab at Khalil Herbert. Uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you know, you play all those guys. And then at some point you do have to almost consider Allen Robinson is going to break out of this like three to six target funk. He's only 5,300. So there are some really inexpensive pieces that maybe you pluck out because even, you know, even in the most unproductive games, there's sometimes like fantasy assets within games like Darnell Moody at 4,300, even the Detroit offense, which you said you want no part of. I mean, like somebody, they're going to get yards, right? right? Like maybe not this week, but I meant for a season long. They're going to get yards. There's going to be somebody there. They're going to score touchdowns. There are viable fantasy options. Um, maybe they're not better than what you have on your roster right now or what you can go get. But, you know, in this given week, you know, Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney, they're going to have an explosion game probably once or twice this season. So, well, for what it's worth, I think this game's going to go under the 44. So, <laughs> I don't know. Not a big fan of this game. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no – I don't know if Jair Alexander – I don't think – no, Jair Alexander's not back. I mean, because he's on the IR, so he's going to be out, I don't know, for the season or for quite a few weeks. So, the secondary from Green Bay got torched by Jamar Chase. Uh, granted, I think Burrow is a, a much better quarterback, especially right now, than, than Fields. But Mooney and Robinson are both things that I, I think you can – not necessarily X out of your player pool just yet. Fair, fair. All right. Well, we are into your bread and butter, a three game four o'clock slate instead of the four game. Oh, man. And you're excited, is, aren't you? It, I, I really am. I really am, especially because, you know, I've got a little extra scratch to pay or play. Uh, so, man, I don't know. Because I'm thinking about like taking a stab at this. Uh, seven hundred person, four thousand four hundred and forty-four dollar millimaker, baby. Uh, <laughs> and like, here's the problem: like when you play those big lineups, and I, you know, I know, uh, you know, you've been there before, where you can't like, if you're gonna play like a big tournament like this, you you can't go multi-enter someplace else because if you have twenty lineups in the three dollar and one in the four thousand, right, you don't care about those. But then if your four thousand isn't your best lineup and you go back and look at it, you're like, man, if I had just put this one in here. So I could only play one lineup there. Oh Chris, I mean you know I love to play like the dime and the quarter jukebox, right? But like a few times when I've gone after those, you know, uh hundred dollar games or when i gave you the, the, the wildcat last yeah year. you know when i played those like i didn't play any other lineup that week at all zero i just played those because you're right man if i put up like 240 in a quarter game and, and win 20 bucks i'm gonna be real mad <laughs> yeah so so you know i might i might go ahead and play that and then just kind of like leverage it by like max entering the afternoon slate to kind of kind of do something there maybe max enter like the early slate only uh that way i can get my exposure to different plays and, and there you, go. you know it's a little bit more enjoyable when you do have uh that spread out uh exposure when you're watching red zone so you know all right well let's get into it we got arizona heading to cleveland obviously um, the game yeah. that is the premier target on this slate yeah right um 
Hop Hopkins, man, he's got to have one of these big games someday. He's got to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got he got into the end zone last week. Didn't have a big game, but I think that he's still by low. I think he's still going to be kind of. I mean, contextually, still low owned on the afternoon slate, but probably not as much. I mean, when we're looking at this, it's not so much this game. It's the whole slate as a as a one unit type of thing. I was going to say the whole slate as a whole and, and right. I just said it, but you did it. And then you said it again. Yeah. I like donut holes though. Yeah. Donut holes are great. You know, every Friday I eat a French cooler. I love it. Yeah, I, you know, now, you know, you didn't know before. Uh, but so this game's probably the one that people are going to target the most in this three game slate. So this is one that you can kind of almost X out. And I think you stack the, the Raiders and the, the Broncos, the Cowboys and the Patriots, and you'll get real different right there. Uh, just eh, the Raiders, you know, who, who knows what we're going to get out of them this week? Who knows what we get from the Broncos week to week? The Patriots don't look very good. I don't know if you know this, but Jacoby Myers has never scored a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I if you know that. that. I did know uh, and I have them in a lot of lineups. And like, I just like give the let them do a shovel pass, do something, get them in the end zone. Yeah, I really um, liked them last week. Five targets, fifty yards, just kind of like man. Yeah, I you know Arizona just has this revolving uh, target share with AJ Green, with Christian Kirk, with Rondell Moore. Now we don't have to worry about Max Williams, but um, you just pick one or two of these guys, pair them with Kyler Murray. And you take it from there. And, you know, maybe that's that's what I do. Kyler was the guy that on my $200,000 lineup, he was he was the quarterback. He was the lowest owned player on that team. So I do have a couple jerseys that I need to buy and put up on the walls. The first one is a Kyler. Uh, the next one is Tom Brady because he was the lowest owned guy in the 40000 a couple weeks ago. And then I need a Mad Lions uh, Aloya. There you go. So I like it. Yeah, when I when I'm looking at this, like, yeah, people are gonna love the Arizona offense. People are gonna love the Dallas offense. So if you're trying to get a little different here, you gotta go elsewhere. Um, Dallas is interesting, man. Uh, they they scream to me a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. Just the way that they're handling things. I mean, they're they're actually properly rotating between two running backs. Um, they're uh, protecting their weaknesses they're spreading the ball around they're playing good defense like not great defense but enough defense where they're getting some turnovers they're they're playing really good ball and they just you know we always thought coming in that they had this embarrassment of riches in terms of skill position players you know you have amari cooper you have um cd lamb you have michael gallup but now with the emergence of of schultz and jarwin both as viable receiving options being able to plug in pollard to keep zeke fresh and zeke still just absolutely crushing yeah i mean they're another team that that's difficult to assess but my assumption is that you know they're going to be a running football team they're going to be conservative they're going to get ahead of teams and they're going to protect that lead this isn't going to be a situation where they're going to get into shootouts and that they're going to have problems where they're going to need to rely on those wide receivers the way that they did last year because that defense was bad and this is games no different so when it comes to that particular game i still think it's a zeke game uh yeah. i think you could play pollard on this late slate because that's one of the things that you can do to save and be a little bit different and if he vultures a touchdown or two completely possible you know you're in a good spot and the reality is that this new england defense has been decent but they're beatable and this cowboys team has been 
extremely efficient in almost all facets of the game. How do you feel about Sutton? Just out of curiosity. I like Sutton a lot. I, I do. I think you can play him on any given week. He has that boom potential. He's never like a cash game play, especially when uh-huh. you have Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. But on this late slate especially, but even on even on the main, I think you can play him. I mean, he's had two 28-point games this, this year. So, you know, always important to see that these guys can actually put it up. Well, and, and the thing is, you just never think about a guy like Slayton. You don't think about anybody in this offense particularly. So that's that's why you can go to him. Um, he's kind of, to me, very similar to Michael Gallup. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, there you go. So generational talent is what you're trying to say? No, just not quite as good. No, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Discount, Michael Gallup. Discount, double check. Um, yeah, I... Eh. We got Landry maybe coming back for Cleveland. Is that this week or next week? He's probably not back this week, isn't he? I'm not sure. Uh, he'll do running. He won't participate. No. All right. So looks like he will not come off the list yet. So never mind about that. Never mind about that. Yeah, man. I think, um, whew, yeah, I, I'm sadly, I'm going to be in uh, Disney. So I won't be playing this weekend outside of our one uh, weekly game. I think the one the one spot, uh, especially on that late slate, that I would attack is I'd play Javante Williams quite a bit. Sure. Yeah, I Gordon can... looks a little beat up, and um, I think he's going to fade out the rest of the year. I think he's going to just slowly kind of fade away. God, don't we hope so? Because we've just been saying it since week one. So at some point, you know, if we just keep saying it and it happens, we can just be like, man, we told you. Right. Even if it's like week 15, be like, oh, look, man, we've been telling you all season this is going to happen. I know it's of of no consequence to you at this point, but we we saw it. We saw it coming. I just like, you know, you're seeing this Javante. I mean, I've got it up on the screen now, you know, three targets, three targets, four targets. He's basically catching everything that comes at him. He's getting, you know, 50 yards rushing. He's getting, you know, 20 yards receiving, three catches. He just, just pushed Gordon out of the way and let this guy ball. Yeah, he tends to get a little bit more work in the red zone and, and closer to the goal line. He just needs to cash in on, on a pair of those. Um, granted, that's where I do think Melvin Gordon still excels and has always excelled. For some reason, he's just a much, much, much better runner inside the 20, and it doesn't it doesn't even make sense. Nah, yeah, we've talked about that more than once. <laughs> <laughs> more than once. All right, buddy, I got nothing left on this, uh, this slate for me. Uh, anything else you want to impart the wisdom for our fans? No, I mean, hey, look, we'll be in the uh, Discord. You won't be. I will be. Uh, I'll be doing the Start Sit show in your absence with uh, with Doc. We're going to kind of mix it up a little bit, talk a little bit about DFS, and uh, tell you from there, man. Uh, you know, I'm 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 running a hot week this week, so hopefully I can continue that. Hopefully the NHL goes well for me today. Hopefully the showdown does, and uh, you know, I've got a million dollars by the time you're back in that chair in like a week or two. Well, you know, if you got a million dollars, I expect, um, you know, my my agent pay, my agent fee. So uh, it, it can be 3%. 3% is fine. It doesn't have to be the normal 10. I'll, I'll send you some emails. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. This has been First Sip uh, on drroto.com. Make sure you check out everything they have to offer there. We've got the uh, DFS tools. We've got the seasonal waiver wire stuff. We've got uh, hockey kicking up with uh, Kickman and Mark. They uh, already have picked out some uh, nice hot players for the first couple of days of uh, NHL. So um, we got it all going on there. So make sure you get over there and, um, you know, check it out. Definitely come join the uh, Discord. We'd love to see you there. I'm Johnny Danger with Chris Emmerich. We'll catch you guys next week. 
Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.